Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It's been a couple of weeks. I don't like to take a couple of weeks off from the broadcast, but we're here. <laughs> I mentioned this in um, some other groups. Oh, by the way, you're listening to Donna Reesh on Think, Feel, Eat. This is episode 41. So um, yeah, we, most of you know that we have, you know, I have my online weight loss training and coaching and life coaching and so forth businesses. And then we have our book publishing businesses. And then we have our live and in-person teaching businesses for students. And we have, I think about a hundred different kids in our programs. So um, my husband is home. He does that full time now. So his company was bought out two and a half years ago and he came home to do this full time. We already had it as a part-time business at that time. So he came home to do a full-time, we expanded and he has boatloads of students. Most days he teaches from seven or 8 a.m. until nine or 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday, because he's so busy with students, um, which is a good problem to have, right? Um, but COVID is really, really bad right now in Indiana. I'm not gonna lie. We are like, just saw something Northeast Indiana is, um, one of the 10 top hotspots, or Allen County, I guess, that's my county, Fort Wayne, um, is one of the 10 top hotspots um, in the US right now. Indiana has been the top five or eight of everything in the last week, the top number two and seven day, to seven day per capita total, number uh, five and one day capita per capita, per capita total like seven in hospitalizations per capita. So um, we decided for the last two weeks of our semester to take as many of our classes of those 100 students online as we possibly could. So just try to help Indiana, you know, do our part and also just to keep our students and our teachers safe because we have a lot of teachers and assistants and so forth in all, in all the programs. So, um, yeah, that was quite the undertaking. So for two weeks, it's just been like bombarding, you know, just getting these classes on Zoom that are that are appropriate for Zoom. We have elementary kids who come for half day. They don't that doesn't really work out as well with Zoom. So we're still meeting with them, get some private students on Zoom, some not. Um, all of our, I think we have like, oh, I don't even know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, about 40 classes probably. Yeah. 40 different classes. Um, so, because many of the 100 students are in multiple classes. So that's what we've been doing. So I have been behind here and I apologize. Um, but I'm also in the Drop Eight Pounds group. So many of you know that I started a group called Drop Eight Pounds by Christmas um, back, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 weeks ago. And um, so we are trying to lose weight during this time that typically people would gain weight, right? And so that group is a private group separate from this group that where I'm recording this. So you can join that at in the Facebook group, Drop Eight Pounds by Christmas. Um, also at the blog, donnerish.com forward slash eight pounds by Christmas. There's um, all that info is there to join there. So I'm teaching over there too. Um, and I've been doing some sugar-free teaching there. Now, this is really comical that I'm doing episode 41, kind of just some highlights from this. I'm doing like 10 trainings over there um, on sugar uh, alone. Um, willpower and sugar, seduct six seductive craving combinations and sugar, 
um, coaching ourselves on I can't give up sugar, um, making a sugar plan as opposed to hoping you could eat less, sugar-free versus sugar, less sugar, um, your sugar-free food list, um, sugar substitute. So anyway, doing a lot of training there. So you can join us there in the Drop 8 Pounds group still. I think I've done four or five. I'm going to do five more. So um, trainings in the next uh, two weeks. So um, we are basically trying to get 12 out of 15 sugar-free days. Some of us are doing more like 10 out of 15. Some of us are doing, some people over there are doing every other day, doing some incrementality, which is of course how I teach everything. Um, just really trying to get a handle on sugar um, for the benefits that I'm gonna be bringing you today. So obviously those are gonna be like 10, 20 minute average videos. That's 200 minutes of training. And this is just a 30 minute training. So I'm just trying to do some highlights here today. So the funny thing about this being today is that it is Thursday. And the reason I'm doing this at four instead of six today is because at six, uh, a couple of my kids with children are meeting there. My daughter, she's uh, she is quite the baker. And she just keeps on doing so many of the cool things that we did um, when the kids were at home. And one of those things that she does all the time is that she takes it upon herself to, <coughs> she takes it upon herself, excuse me, she takes it upon herself to make all the dough, to make all the frostings and everything for cutout cookies so that the grandkids can do that. Because I don't do that so much anymore. We just don't really have those kind of ingredients in the house anymore. So it's not that we don't have any treats because I do have some candy here and there. Um, and I do have like um, vanilla wafers and graham crackers and things like that for the grandkids because my grandkids are all seven and under. They're uh, five of them are one and under, four of them are one and under. So, so um, you know, I do have some things here, but as far as like the baking, all of that stuff that I used to do, the sugary, carb-filled, um, calorie-dense uh, baking, I don't have, you know, the chocolate chips, the sugar, the white flour, the um, those type of things really in the house anymore. If I need to make anything like that, I need to buy that ing those ingredients right up front. So anyway, she's doing that. So it's funny because today is one of my sugar days. I'm teaching about the benefits of being sugar-free at least part of the time here with you tonight. And as soon as I get off here, I'm going to go eat sugar. So <laughs> anyway, but um, one of the things that I have been teaching a lot is that whether you're having sugar or you're not having sugar, you still need your deficit, right? Every day we can either gain weight, we can lose weight, or we can stay the same. I call that um, gain, lose, or draw. <laughs> Again, the win, lose, or draw spinoff. So every day we have those options to either gain, lose, or draw, stay the same, gain, lose, or draw. Every day we make that decision by our food choices, okay? Weight loss is 95% food, and it is 95% making a calorie deficit, right? Making a deficit from what we eat. So in that scenario of gain, lose, or draw, gain means we eat in a surplus. We eat more than our current size body needs to maintain it. Gain, lose means we create a deficit. We lose, we are eating less than our bodies need right now. 
So that makes our weight go down. And then draw, that'd be the stay the same. That means we're eating exactly what our bodies need right now. And I've talked about this a lot, how my husband and I have been right here in this draw, right here in this stay the same for quite a long time. But it's because we've lost a substantial amount of weight and we have 20 pounds, uh, he probably, I don't know, 15 to eight, 15 to 17 pounds for each of us let, yet to lose. Um, but prior to the last few weeks, we had 20 pounds left to lose each. And so this was where we were camping out because it took us a long time to learn how to live here. It took us a long time to learn exactly what it takes to maintain his 120 pound loss and my 100 pound loss, right? So the one thing that is really important before I even start on the benefits of being sugar-free to remember is that whether you're having sugar or you're not having sugar, you still need that deficit. So like in the group, in the sugar-free group, I'm teaching, you know what? If today is a sugar day, that sugar has to fit in with your intake for the day. That still is your whatever you want that day to be, either lose or maintain, right? We don't want to gain. So some people are just maintaining during the holidays and that's great too. Some people are losing during the holidays. It doesn't really matter. It's just that you're making that decision. And as soon as we think, oh, today is a sugar-free day, so I'm going to lose weight, we're in trouble because we don't lose weight through cutting out certain foods unless the cutting out of those foods creates a deficit. I talked about this on virtuous eating. You have to be extremely virtuous. My husband lost 120 pounds on virtuous eating. This was his little list and he lost all this weight. But you have to be so virtuous once it gets down to close to your goal. So the two mistakes we can make with sugar when it comes to losing weight is that we can say, I am having a no sugar day, so I'm going to lose weight regardless of what else I do. And that isn't true. We see it all the time. There are a lot of people out there who don't eat sugar and they're not at their ideal weight. They don't eat gluten. They cut out the certain amount of food, the certain food type, and they don't lose weight. We even see vegans and vegetarians who do not eat fatty meats and meat products who still do not lose to their goal because they're not in a deficit. So that's the first problem is thinking that if we cut out sugar today, if today is a sugar-free day, that we will lose automatically. The other extreme to this is that today is a sugar day, so I'm gonna gain anyway, so it doesn't matter what I do. That's not true either. You can have nothing but candy all day today and if you were in your deficit, you would still lose weight. You'd feel miserable, you'd be bloated, you'd have inflammation, your bowels wouldn't move right. You might not have a true, you might not show any weight loss on a scale right now, but you would have true fat loss overall because you were eating in a deficit. So we have to wrap our heads around the fact that just cutting out sugar doesn't automatically make us lose weight and eating sugar doesn't automatically make us gain weight. So let's dig in. The first uh, benefit, oh, first of all, let me back up to the title, sugar-free at least part of the time. So in the drop eight, in the sugar-free challenge, it's called um, 12 sugar-free days of Christmas. 
And most of us are choosing 12 out of 15 or 12 out of 16, 12 out of 18, 12 out of 20 days to be sugar-free, right? Um, you can, we are choosing, you're choosing in that group to either be sugar-free the whole 12 days or 12 out of 15 days or whatever it might be, or to be sugar-free part of the time. And so in that regard, everybody is choosing how, what they want their sugar-free experience to be. So a lot, some people are choosing to be sugar-free every other day and having really great results. And I talked about this last night in the group. You can go watch that video in the Drop 8 Pounds group. I talked about how it is because it's not permanent. It's just like intermittent fasting, right? We can fast until 12, 1, 2, 3, whatever it might be, because we know we're going to get to eat then. The same thing is true with the sugar plan of like every other day. I can be off of sugar today. I'll have something tomorrow. It's that same concept, right? And it's easier not to binge and it's easier to have control because we are, um, we know we have sugar coming if that's what you choose to do. So you can choose in the sugar-free group to be 100% sugar-free. You can choose to be sugar-free part of the time. You can choose to be sugar-free every other day. You could choose to be sugar-free the last five days of the challenge. If you want to join us right now, it doesn't matter. Okay. So that is why the title of this is benefits of being sugar-free at least part of the time. So, and, and because suppose you cut your sugar in half, if you cut your sugar in half, suppose you decide to do every other day sugar after the challenge, that's where you decide to, to camp, which I think is fantastic for somebody who is used to eating a lot of sugar like I was. Um, cutting it in half is going to benefit you. You're going to realize a lot of these benefits, right? Because you went from having a lot of something that is not that healthy for you to having half of that. So that has to be a benefit. Right. So there are benefits of being sugar free full time. You know, obviously, if somebody's really able to, I know people who do that. No flour, no sugar, no ever. Or actually, the most people I know who do that, no flour, no sugar, except one meal a day, one meal a week. Um, I know nutritarians who never have sugar, no flour, no sugar, no meat, no dairy. I can't remember what all nutritarians do, but they are, they never have sugar, right? And in both of these instances, they have to still watch their weight. They still have to watch their intake. So you can get benefits from being sugar-free all the time or being sugar-free at least part of the time, especially depending on your reason for being sugar-free. So let's dig into some of these benefits. Losing weight because you're eating less, fewer cravings. I mentioned it just a little bit ago, and I've said it every time I've gone on live in the drop eight pounds group in the sugar challenge, that we do not lose weight simply because we are not eating something, unless we are not eating something that we usually eat, and we that, that hole creates a deficit in our plan. So suppose we usually eat 2,000 calories a day with sugar, and we are going off of sugar, say five days a week, and that sugar was 500 calories, which is way more sugar than, you should have, than we should have, right? For health reasons. So um, for the most part, I don't like to tell people how to eat because I think you can lose weight doing anything, right? We see that all the time, the Twinkie diet, the convenience store diet, 
the Big Mac diet. Okay, you heard me say that before. But that person took away those 500 calories of sugar. If that person doesn't replace them with anything, then that individual has a 1500 calorie a day intake. And that is a, um, a deficit, right? If it used to be 2000 and the person was maintaining, then the person takes out sugar, cuts it down to 1500. There's a 500 calorie deficit made. That person's going to lose weight. But usually that's not what we do. Usually we're not that strategic. Usually it's like, okay, in my case, I, when I take out sugar, I replace it with something, either sugar substitute or a low sugar item, like low sugar jam or low sugar apple butter, um, you know, something like that. So I'm not, I'm not relying on my sugar-free or my low sugar to create my deficit. I'm creating my deficit by planning. Now, that being said, we can lose weight when we reduce sugar because we can eat less in that scenario that I just described, or we can have fewer cravings. So over hunger, remember we, I taught about this. Oh, I forgot to write the number down. Over hunger and over desire. I had two, I have two trainings on that. Over hunger is caused by not being filled up. So if we cut out sugar part of the time or certain number of days, I like to do days. I like to do this is sugar. This is not sugar. I think it's, I think the less vague that we can be in all of our planning, the better. And I'm teaching that in the group on the, how to make your sugar plan. But over hunger will be reduced when we cut out sugar, if we fill that spot with more filling foods. So when I take sugar out on my day, I'm having like protein pancake with apple butter or sprouted bread or Dave's killer bread, something super substantial and fibrous. I'm having that with low sugar jelly. Um, I'm replacing it with things that are more filling, apple with apple dip, bananas. I'm replacing those sugar. Sometimes I have sugar-free candy and stuff like that, but that I'm not driven by that because I don't adore it like I use sugar another benefit of using um, sugar substitutes I'm going to be teaching about in the group because when you use sugar substitutes a lot of times you are not just propelled to just eat and eat and eat and eat like we are with sugar so we're going to reduce our sugar and then we're going to potentially now this is just potentially right you have to purposely do this so then we're going to pur purposely either create a deficit or we're going to purposely have more filling foods so eating the three F's, fiber, fluffy, fluid, fluidy. Um, sugar takes up very little space. Other foods take up a lot more space. So we have that over hunger solved, right? And maybe we had over hunger, even if we ate the same number of calories when we had sugar because of those little teeny, weeny, 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 90 calories of M&Ms versus that 90 calorie apple. So we're going to be solving the overhunger problem, potentially. Again, we have to do this purposely. It's not just going to be solved for us. Okay, next, over-desire will be reduced. Make sure that nobody is um, saying they can't hear me. Okay, over-desire will be reduced as we are eating fewer foods that cause extreme cravings. All right. My purpose for cutting out sugar, this has nothing to do with virtue. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm, I'm not like 
you know, if you don't eat this perfect way, you're going to die of this. You're, this is going to make you very sick. Do I think it's better not to eat very much sugar? Yeah, but that's not driving me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Virtue in foods doesn't really drive me. I used to try to be virtuous in foods, but that is not really something that drives me. And I think that that's just something good for me to know at age 57. And as I work with women who are, you know, over 50 and trying to lose weight, I think a lot of us are just coming to terms with a lot of things that used to just be huge deals that were just like, you know what, there's a reason why I couldn't stay away from sugar when my, my um, why was, I won't be healthy, I'll get sick, I'll do, not, not that why doesn't just really drive you. Right. I mean, I hear people say all the time, I have clients who say, you know, I really need to cut this out. I know it's so bad for me. And I'm like, I don't think that's really going to drive you to do it. Right. We had, I had an extensive training and a booklet on creating your why. It was in the last 10 episodes of Think, Feel, Eat. So you can go to donnerish.com, go to the Think, Feel, Eat episodes, and you'll see one of the top 10. Um, one of them was creating your why. And for many of us, just, you know, sugar's so bad, I need to stop it. Just isn't really going to do it. My why for sugar is because I create, I stay in my deficit and I lose weight when I'm not on sugar, period. Every time I eat sugar, I either am in a balance. I eat exactly what I need right now, or I'm in a surplus and I gain a little. Every time I don't eat sugar, my cravings are reduced. I have more control over food. And so I lose. So I am trying to create, I've been doing these sugar-free days for a long time, um, well, several weeks. And now I am really trying to tip the scale so that my sugar-free days are way more than my sugar days so that I have way more days of a strong deficit because my cravings are so much lower. I feel more full. That's my reason. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to wear a size six. This is what I want. Period. And no amount of virtuous virtuosity is going to get me there. That's not what it's going to be for me with sugar. It's going to be, I can't control sugar very well and I don't lose weight with it. Period. All right. So over desire can be reduced greatly. I mean, when I'm on a sugar-free day, I'm like, wow. I am so good at controlling myself. <laughs> I think that I like cheer myself on. Go, Donna, you're so good at this. Pat myself on the back. And then I have a sugar day. I'm like, whoa, babies, what in the world just happened to me? <laughs> so number one, losing weight because of eating less and fewer cravings. Number two, proving to yourself that you can do something extremely hard. Yes, I really am 25 minutes into this. And I am just now getting into number two. But all that other stuff was free. All right, number two, proving to yourself that you can do something extremely hard. This is phenomenal. It's so amazing. I'm just saying right now, this is the secret sauce. When I go to bed at night, I have this routine. I have a long routine. <laughs> I have a lot of long routines. My routines get longer as I get older instead of shorter. I have this routine. I write one thing that I'm grateful for that day in my phone, it takes 10 seconds. 
That is a new habit, by the way. I'll just share that here for a second. Uh, you know, there's so much about doing gratitude in the mornings and all this kind of stuff. And I had this little section in my journal where there's always gratitude in the mornings and all that. For one thing, I have a lot of trouble getting it done in the mornings because I do have so many things in the mornings before I start teaching or coaching or whatever it is I have to, you know, my work. Um, for another thing, I made it too big. Like whenever we make something too big, we won't do it. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do my gratitudes here. I'm going to do my affirmations here. I'm going to do my plan for the day here. I'm going to do my food here. Kind of got too big, kind of grew and grew and grew. And I kind of couldn't keep it up, right? Because we don't do things right out of the gate when we make them too difficult. That is not how habits are formed. You've heard me talk about that forever, right? It's not how habits are formed. So now with this new plan, new and improved. This new plan is that I have this thing on my phone. I don't know if you can see it. So many students texting me. They're so sweet. They just need me because I, by going online, they have a lot of questions. Hey, it's just a little thing here, gratitude. And it says gratitude at the top. And it says this week so far, it says Sunday's 12, six concerned and understanding parents, 10 seconds, gratitude and I, I'm lying in bed. Monday, 12-7, DeBrand Sunday, an amazing daughter to share it with. Tuesday, 12-8, sweet level A kids on Zoom, seeing their faces close up the whole time was wonderful. And then I'll do tonight, Wednesday, 12-9. The beauty of this little gratitude thing is it's not so big that I can't keep it up. It's not so elaborate. It's not such a big system. I have so many systems. I need fewer systems. I need fewer, I need more easy systems. And the third or fourth or fifth thing, then this is my favorite thing about it of all, is that I'm thinking all day. Maybe I'll write that tonight. Like earlier today, I was thinking to myself, ah, I love Zoom. It's such a pain sometimes, but it's so nice to be able to go on and connect with my students, connect with my clients. I might write Zoom tonight. And then a little bit later, I thought to myself, ah, I love my kids. Oh, my daughter is doing this for, you know, my, for, for my grandkids. It's so precious and sweet and kind of her. Um, I might put that down. Oh, I just went and picked up my holds at the library. They're amazing there. They're getting my collections together for my students. I, I just love and appreciate the library so much. Even, you know, it's just been fantastic during COVID. Maybe I'll write that down. Guess what? I was grateful all day long because I'm trying to choose what I want to put tonight. Thinking about it constantly. Isn't that so cool? I recommend it. So one of the things that I do at night, besides that little thing that I just said, is that I tell myself at night, today was a um, win, gain, lose, or um, draw day. And if it was a sugar-free day, it almost always was a lose day. Like I almost always go into my fitness pal and it's like, yep, today's a lose day. It's so, 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 so cool. So the next morning after I get up and I've had a sugar-free day and I have had a deficit. And even if I didn't lose weight on the scale because I averaged my weight for the week, even if I didn't lose weight on the scale because you can't always count on the scale showing you exactly what you did yesterday, right? I mean. I don't know why we think that's the case. Um, scales are very finicky. So even it doesn't matter whether I lost or not. The next morning I wake up and the first thing I say to myself is, 
well, after I uh, uh, praise, I always like to praise and, uh, when I first wake up, um, words to a song in my head or prayer. Then after that, I think to myself, I had a sugar-free day yesterday. I'm amazing. And I feel so happy that next morning. Now, granted, these are all thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings. Those are good thoughts. And they're happy. And they make me have happy feelings. Those thoughts make me have happy feelings. Less anxiousness because it's like, I did something really, really hard. For me, it's very hard to go without sugar 50% of the time. And I'm just like, I did it. So second benefit is proving to yourself that you can do something extremely hard. Third thing, losing belly fat. Sugar usually means more calories. That's the bottom line. I mean, you think about these calorie dense desserts, right? There was like a, some kind of dessert at Cracker Barrel, I think it was. It was 1300 calories for, and it wasn't even a sharing one. It was just an individual dessert. I mean, I'm supposed to have 1500 calories a day, <laughs> right? To brand Sunday, 1200 calories. You can only do that every other month. <laughs> All right, so losing belly fat. When we eat less sugar, it causes the body to not have to go around getting all that circulating glucose. And instead, um, it goes for your belly fat. Not exactly sure how that happens, but it's cool. Then you add strength training to it and you really have the perfect storm of uh, inch loss. Number four is heart health, heart health. Um, this is uh, that too much sugar can cause an increase in LDL cholesterol, the one that we don't want, okay? The American, um, a AHA, American Health Association recommends reducing re added sugars. So not necessarily fruits. I never reduce fruits when I'm doing sugar-free. As a matter of fact, I have more fruits. I always have an apple and a banana on my sugar-free day, at least one of each. Um, and study in JAMA, internal medicine, quote, those who got 17 to 21% of calories from added sugar had a 38% higher risk of dying from cardiovascular disease compared to those who consumed 8% of the calories from added sugar. So again, this is one of those, will it benefit me to cut my sugar in half? Yes. Go to every other day. At first, go to two sugar-free days a week. That's what I did at first. Or go to one sugar-free day a week or two, whatever you can do. And um, getting 8%. So on that day, you're going to get none of your calories from sugar, right? So it is going to reduce your risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. Now, again, do we say to ourselves, hmm, I really want to reduce sugar because then I will have a 38% less risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. That is a powerful why. We don't think about that <laughs> in the long run. Percentages, 38% less chance, you know, oh, that's still a, you know, what is that? Still a 62% chance of just eating sugar and being okay. <laughs> so that's not gonna really propel our well, our why. But we do need to understand that sugar can have an impact on our heart health, brain function, okay? Sugar can exasperate the symptoms of depression. Sugar, refined sugars can impair brain function. I had prediabetes, had severe brain problems during that time. 
couldn't think of words. My husband and I did parenting seminars. Uh, he, thankfully, he could always carry me whenever I couldn't think of my words. Uh, my vision was so bad that we had to get a um, uh, magnifying sheet and put over our outlines um, because I couldn't see, couldn't read the words on my in my outline. Um, I would just blurt out words randomly. It was so bizarre. Uh, I definitely couldn't think that the speaking thing, that was when we were speaking a lot at parenting seminars. That was a really hard time for speaking. And um, as soon as I cut my sugars down to 100 carbs a day, I got better, miraculously better. My numbers went down for my... Um, sugar levels, my brain got better, my eyesight got better. I could drive at night again. I couldn't drive at night for a whole summer. I had night blindness. So yeah, brain function and focusing, right? We always hear this all the time because we hear, you know, don't let your kids have too much sugar, they'll be too hyper. Right now you're gonna hype them up on sugar and then give them to me, your babysit, right? We see, we hear those things. Okay, so we know that there's a link between sugar and brain health and focus and um, depression, anxiety, hyper, hyperactivity, okay? That's why Jim Quick of um, Quick Brain calls blueberries brain berries, right? Because you can actually eat certain foods. He just had a podcast episode on this uh, just this week, actually, Quick Brain, on the foods that help our brain versus the foods that hurt our brain. It's very interesting. All right, then there are others, right? There are others that we hear about all the time that I don't really feel equipped to speak about, like cancer, obese, uh, obesity, obviously. The links between high sugar and obesity are so high, but they're also very high links to processed foods and obesity. There's also very high links to overeating and obesity. There are also very high links between, you know, eating at a surplus and obesity right? So it's one of those, which came first, the chicken or the egg? So, you know, our research and study here that I always present to you has to do with the impact that foods can have on our ability to stay on our protocol, thus our ability to stay in a deficit, thus our ability to lose weight, right? So, if reducing sugar causes us to stay in our on our protocol and stay in our deficit and not crave so badly and not overeat and not eat so many calorie dense foods, then we will probably create a deficit. Right. Again, it's not the magic of not eating sugar. There are people who have eaten nothing but Twinkies and lost weight. Nothing but sugar. Okay, we have to admit the fact that yes, what we eat has a huge impact on how we feel, on our brain function, on our heart, on our maybe even cancer, on obesity, on sleep, on skin improvement. But the real key to weight loss is the fact that when we eat less sugar, we eat less food. We eat fewer calories. All right, and then this last one, there's some debate about this on saving money because there's a lot of debate as to whether eating healthy is less expensive or more expensive, right? The overall research is mixed, um, but it does show a couple of things. That is number one, it shows that eating things from scratch is healthier if you don't buy special ingredients. I'm sorry, eating things from scratch is two, two things. It's healthier 
it's also less expensive. So that's twofold, right? We see how that happens. Eating things from scratch when you don't have to, eating things from scratch, generally speaking, you are hopefully not going to make as many calorie dense, overly fattening foods when you eat at home and eat from scratch. It's less expensive if you just eat flour, sugar, rice, potatoes, apples. It's not really you know, pertaining to sugars per se. It's just pertaining to simple ingredients being less expensive. So that's why it's debatable as to whether it's really less expensive to eat healthy or not. But as Dr. Glenn Livingston likes to point out in his Never Binge Again materials, you save so much money not binging. And I talked about this, how uh, in the sugar-free group, how Ray and I have lost 220 pounds together. 220 pounds is a 2,200 calorie per day deficit between the two of us. So we now eat 2,200 calories per day less than we ate three years ago. Maybe not quite that, because I lost five of my pounds over 10, 50 of my pounds over 10 years and 50 over the last three. But stay with me for the math here. 220 pounds together, 10 calories per pound is what people of our age group range need to maintain our weight. So if we are down by 220 pounds, we're down by 2,200 calories each day. So we have to be saving money by sheer virtue of eating less. So what's going to save us money in the long run? Maybe, maybe not, not eating sugar, but for sure eating simple, for sure not buying special ingredients, which is something I'm going to talk about a lot when I talk about the um, sugar substitutes and creating foods that can substitute for hyper palatable foods and eating, losing weight saves you tons of money on everything. And, and Dr. Livingston likes to talk about how that even includes like do doctor bills and, you know, medical things. I mean, since Ray, Ray and I have been on supplementation and we've lost weight, we start out with our supplements, just cutting out like so much, so many medicines and things. And then when we lost weight, he was also able to go off of his, um, his joint medication, you know, his knees and stuff like that, because he was about to need knee surgery and his high blood pressure medication. I'm off of everything except for an occasional restless leg syndrome medication. So eating, losing weight saves money, right? Losing weight saves money. All right. So these are some of the benefits of being sugar-free at least part of the time. And again, we will reap these benefits if we just cut our sugar-free days in half as well. All right, so if you want to learn more about being sugar-free, join the Drop 8 Pounds by Christmas Facebook group. Over the next um, 10 days to two weeks, I'm going to finish the teachings on this. I'm going to coach us through. Uh, I just can't give up sugar as a thought. I am going to do a lot of teaching on sugar substitutes. Um, I'm hoping to have my booklet ready. Uh, I need to get all the details to my uh, graphic girl for that. So um, anyway, join me over there. We're going to learn a lot more. See you soon.